All right. So get in your maximum carnage. Maximum carnage. <laughs> maximum carnage. No more king. No more king. No, 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 no. No more king. more king. Carnage all the way. All right. Welcome back. Geeks on a Leash. This is another exciting episode of Sleeve It or Leave It, number four, episode number four. Welcome back. I'm also welcoming back Jason. Yavon. We got an exciting episode for you today. Today we are going to be covering Maximum Carnage. I always loved Carnage growing up. I have to say any of the symbiotes, Venom, Carnage, uh, there's been so many different symbiotes. They they also had like six symbiotes and the the separation anxiety. They've really went crazy with the symbiotes in the '90s because they're awesome. They were awesome. Of course, they were they were amazing characters. And the whole dynamic of it being an alien, you know, that bonded with you was kind of an interesting concept. Tell me your your thoughts and feelings about Carnage in the '90s. I mean, he was probably the first and only super homicidal maniac uh, villain. It was um, crazy just how off the wall he was. It, it reminds me of something that Rob Zombie would make. You know, all he was all about you know chaos and killing, and he didn't care who it was, or what it was, as long as he was able to kill it. But one thing that I thought was super interesting, and you know, when Spider-Man had his black suit, when Venom, you know, came about and got on Eddie Brock, he can make weapons out of his body. You know, and he can throw it like a Chinese star, or you know, make an axe out of a random piece of his symbiote and swing it at you. I mean, Venom, he had his teeth, he had his claws, but he relied on his brute strength and, you know, his teeth to bite people and, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, this is the first time you ever saw Carnage, like, flinging himself at you in, you know, a dagger or something and then coming in and pick it up. Throwing spears at you, and yeah, made out of his symbiote. So let's go into first uh, the origins of, of Carnage. And if you can go ahead and kind of fill us in on some of his origin stories and uh, some of the information on that. Well, I mean, as we all knew, Eddie Brock was a naughty, naughty boy, and he found himself in jail, and he had a a cellmate, you know, Cletus Cassidy, and unfortunately, you know, he was in the cell at the time when the symbiote, Venom symbiote, decided, you know what, I don't like being alone no more, so he went to bust out Eddie Brock. And as he basically was pulling Eddie out of the cell, a small piece of him, you know, came dislodged. And when Cletus kind of found it, he, I think well, he had like an open wound or did he get cut? I forget off the top of my head. But either way, the symbiote like went into his blood and bonded into his blood and it basically bonded more powerfully than any other symbiote in the universe known to date. He was so bonded where Venom would be, we are Venom. We, you know, did this. We went and took a dump. We ate that puppy dog. It was a good one. It was a a steamy grumpy. (laughs) Anyways. Is it always grumpy? I know. That's why I call them grumpies. Well, in the last episode, you were talking about Kane's grumpy, and now you're talking about Venom's grumpy. All right. Well, you know, maybe I'm a little grumpy obsessed. I'm sorry. What is the size and consistency of your grumpy, Venom? How big was your grumpy, boy? 
Uh, but anyways, Carnage would be like, I am Carnage. The Carnage symbiote and him were just like so bonded that it was like they were now one entity. It, it was a very interesting character and a very interesting dynamic that they had. Other interesting thing I thought was they brought him about because Venom was starting his path as an anti-hero. Marvel comic books kind of wanted to have a symbiote that was a villain. And so they, like you said earlier, he was just a complete psychopath and they just, they made him so irredeemable that you cannot have him as a hero. Carnage kind of starts up a little makeshift family and we'll go into that right now. He ends up in the uh, mental institution. He finds a supernatural or superhuman ward as a character called Shriek. She has the ability to kind of kill him at will if she wanted to. I like it. A hint of danger. I like a woman that can kick my ass. Who doesn't? That's why I have a muscular woman fetish. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, (laughs) Moving along. And uh, so the clone of Adam Warlock ended up creating the doppelganger for Spider-Man, which he had like bug looking eyes and six arms. And it was running around New York creating havoc. And Carnage subdues him, uh, holds it, and is like, I'm going to kill this thing. And then Shriek's like, no, it's kind of cute. I like it. psychopathic woman. Like, it's my baby. Demon Goblin or Demon Goblin. Another Spider-Man villain known as Karan basically joins the uh, team. Spider-Man, of course, sees what's going on, and he's completely outmatched. And he's trying to convince Venom and Black Cat that they're going to go ahead and take them down peacefully. And Black Cat and Venom are like, no, we're going to... This isn't really how we operate. And then they run into Morbius and Nightwatch, which... Spawn! Spawn! He was a short-lived character in the 90s. Uh, Seth MacFarlane... Family guy! Seth MacFarlane, what is his name? Uh, oh, Research break. Todd MacFarlane. Okay. And for those that don't know, Todd McFarlane was the guy who created Spawn, was very instrumental and was one of the uh, people that actually came up with the idea of Venom. Other characters such as Captain America, Deathlok, Iron Fist, and Firestar join the fight. You kind of have these heroes that are like anti-heroes, a lot of them. You got Spider-Man and Captain America and Iron Fist that are, they're almost like trying to keep anti-heroes from killing the villains. And you got these villains that are just complete psychopaths that are trying to kill everyone. Kind of turned out to more, be more of a royal rumble. Everybody against everybody. First, it was Spider-Man and Carnage, or Spider-Man and Venom trying to kill Carnage or stop Carnage. Then when Spider-Man realized that Venom was just straight trying to kill Carnage, then he was trying to first try to talk to him and be like, yo, you, you need to calm down. And Venom was like, no, you big pansy. If you're going to be such a softy, then I'm going to kick your butt so I can have free reign to kill Carnage. And while they were trying to hash out and, you know, solve their problems, Carnage was just like, well, I'm just going to kill everybody. And so it was it was definitely a an interesting fight because you never know who was going to throw a punch at whom. And, you know, this... I just found it almost comical to see Spider-Man trying to save Carnage while also trying to defeat him at the same time. Yeah. Like, I want to take you down, but I don't want to kill you. Anyways, there was a big explosion, and the symbiote on Carnage got completely roasted off of him. Looked like bacon. They couldn't find Venom, and I remember Captain America showing up and saying, where's Venom? And did he get caught in the explosion? And they tried to elude that. Well, Venom could be dead. We don't know. He just went for a pack of smokes and a gallon of milk. He's trying to skip out on his kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Carnage, I'm going to go get some cigarettes. Like, no, Daddy, back. no. 
stop, Daddy. I know what that means. <laughs> We're going to do the sleeve it. Would you sleeve it and put it into one of those plastic sleeves and keep it in your collection, the Maximum Carnage collection? Or would you leave it on the shelf? Well, I mean, as you know, Venom is by far one of my favorite characters. Top three, definitely. And by far my favorite Spider-Man universe character. So I would sleeve it all day. In the 90s, I remember I, I missed a couple of issues. I later went back and bought them. I even went and bought the the trades, the comic book trades, the, the full books of them. And... Uh, you know, I, I absolutely love this comic book. I mean, it was just one of those comic books. And it was, I think it was because it almost felt naughty to read. <laughs> naughty. So naughty. Well, when you're a kid, you're, you, you know, you most comics are like, you know, Spider-Man beats up, you know, a character and takes him to jail. This character, you were watching Carnage, like, like murder people and like kill security guards and twist their necks and you know it was just like i was like wow this is like it felt like a um this is a more mature comic book a little morbid there brother i know well yeah snapping necks and slitting throats yeah really scratches my homicidal itches yeah but yeah i I did love that uh that aspect of it it was definitely a a more mature comic book and it you know, it was more engaging. It was something we you hadn't really seen from a Spider-Man comic. It was very dark, and you got to see these anti-heroes versus these psychotic villains. So it was, it was a great issue. I loved it. Yeah, I definitely would say sleeve it on my part, too. So Huzzah! All right, I think that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe at our Facebooks, Twitters, and Snapchats, and, you know, all that jazz. Look for us, uh, Geeks on a Leash. See you guys next time. Toodaloo! Maximum carnage. Oh, I see what you did there.